Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today is December the 4th, 2013, and man, have I got a real show for you. But before we get into my show, uh, I just want to say a couple of things that um, aren't related to the program, but are related to life in general. Please, ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Would you stop texting and driving your car? Would you stop uh, ladies, putting on your makeup. Gentlemen, would you stop rolling a joint and drinking a beer and doing stupid stuff while you're driving? Let me tell you why I'm on my soapbox about that right now. Um, I got a phone call a couple of days ago, um, a phone call that nobody ever wants to get. And that phone call was uh, basically telling me something that I I really did not want to hear. I mean, I did not want to hear this for for the life of me. There was a young woman that had become very, very uh, much of a dear friend to me. Her name is Chelsea Norman. She worked at Starbucks, and I got a message from uh, another guest from this show, the renowned uh, medium, Fernando Marone, contacted me, and he said, you know, Chelsea just got hit by a car, and she's in a coma. So I got a message, uh, I guess, just a few moments ago that she died. So I'm dedicating my show today to Chelsea Norman. And for all of us, because I'm guilty. I mean, I I swear to God, I'd be full of crap if I didn't admit that I don't text and drive. I'd be lying through my teeth. So, you know, I think that's a wake-up call for me. And I hope that it's one for you. So, uh, yeah, that's my two cents. And, again, Chelsea, we're going to miss you. I love you. And for the short time that you were on this planet, you you, uh, really touched a lot of lives. Now, with that said, let's let's, uh, move on. I have a program today that I am so, so uh, honored to have. If you have been alive in the last three to five years, you've, heard of the program Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, when you think of that program, if you're like most people, you think about the drama and you think about all of the stuff that is going on with the program and who did what to who and why, and you think about Kim Zosiak and you think about Phaedra, and if you go all the way back a couple of seasons, you would think about Sheree and her antics, and I know we know who NeNe Leakes is and all of this, but a couple of seasons ago, 
there, uh, there is uh, uh, these Bailey sisters. If you do not know what the beauty of a black woman looks like, you can look up just Cynthia Mallory Bailey. These are two of the most stunning black women I have ever seen in my life. I mean, just naturally beautiful women. So what happened, I guess a couple of seasons back, uh, Cynthia, she's a former model and big and a huge, huge um, supermodel, married a guy named Peter. When she married Peter, there was a lot of controversy during the wedding and things that took place before, during, and after they decided to make their vows. One of the things that happened was there was another cast member added to the program at that time, and her name was Mallory Bailey Massey. She's Cynthia's sister. And they looked, uh, I mean, both these women are just stunning. I mean, just from head to toe, fine, stunning ladies. And when we saw it, we saw Mal come on the show doing what all sisters do for their sisters, and that's love them and be protective of them. And from that point, she was added as a cast member to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Well, here is what's up now. I have her in studio, and she is on our program today. And before I bring her on, I just want to give some tidbits about this sister. First of all, uh, it's a lot more to her than just she's fine. She is a global brand not just a local startup company. This woman is a global brand. The other thing is she's also a wife. She's a mom. She has all of these different things going on in her life, and she somehow managed to do what all of us want to do, and that's have our cake and enjoy a piece of it too. And to, and I think that the story, I mean, if you guys want to call in, I'm going to give you the number at 646-478-5610, and let me give you some ground rules if we can get around to taking your call today. One, she cannot talk about anything that's happening, uh, going to happen on the program, so don't ask, is this going to happen? Second thing, if you do want to talk about the Real Housewives of Atlanta, she can talk about things that have already been aired. So if it's already been aired, you know, it's fair game. Now, I am hoping that, you know, as much as I am a big fan of that show, and, yes, I'm recording on Sunday night like, you know, I'm embarrassed to say I even watched the 20-minute previews, but, the truth is there is so much more to this uh, woman that I want to talk about today. And Real Housewives is fair game, but I really think that sisters and gentlemen as well, if you want to marry a woman that's banging and got it together, or ladies, if you are that woman and you are going, okay, girlfriend, how did you do this? How did you get your stuff together to the point where you have your cake and you're getting to taste it too? I think that is really what we want to talk about. And without further ado, Mallory Bailey Massey, welcome to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Hi, how are you? Happy to be here. Uh, and, man, I am so uh, fascinated that you're here. Uh, I know that you just got through doing your little global air flight. How long were you in the air before you got here, and where were you? 
It actually, I'm in Korea. My husband signed with Korea. He plays, he's an overseas basketball player. So we pretty much go to a different country every year. But we, we are in, you know, living in Korea right now. And the flight actually took me, uh, with the delays and layovers, about 22 hours to get home. So I just arrived, like, last night. Oh, man. So how often are you? I know when I saw you at another event, you were making that same trip. How, um... I mean, how long is that flight? Jeez. It's, it's actually um, it's just like 15 hours. Um, that's not including the layover time. So when I, came, when I saw you, uh, it took me about that amount of time to get here, too. It's, it's, you know, that's with the delays and stuff. But um, I do that trip probably like every month. I just come back and forth because I have to be here and be there also, as you know, as a basketball wife. And I have my company and with the show also. So it's just a, it's a, it's something that I have to do. I, I pretty much live with just I keep my suitcase packed at all times. You think? I, speaking of basketball, wife, and I'm not trying to go and jump subjects, but, you know, there's a lot of stigmatism about being married to a pro athlete and the type of women they marry. Now, if we look at you in type and form, you definitely look like you're a basketball wife in terms of beauty and, and stature and what have you. But what is that really like, being the wife of a pro athlete? You know, um, a lot of people, it's different for me. Let, let me. let me say this, because I actually help manage my husband's career. And so every contract I negotiate, I help negotiate. So I'm actually working uh, with my husband, but as far as the grand part, it's you know it's it, it, it's nice. It's nice because um, we we been playing overseas. I've been to just about every part of the country that you know I just that you can imagine. I've lived in many many countries, and um, but you know you have the good and the bad. You do still have even though he plays overseas, we still have groupies. You know <laughs> you know women that uh, you know make it difficult, but. Other than that, it's you know it's it's really it's it's really and it's really nice. It's 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 been no problem with me because my husband's very laid back and we we really, we live a very laid back life. So we we're not out in the scene so much. We very you know he likes to go fishing. That's his main thing. Or go to ride, uh, watch a bull ride. He's very he's from the country, so we don't do too much. When it comes to groupies, I have to um, I'm curious. What kind of things have you dealt with that have made you go, oh, no, she didn't? Um, I, um, and I, maybe I shouldn't even say that, but it, it is what it is. Um, I actually, I have a daughter by a former football player. So I have experienced uh, women that after the games, they, they be right there after each game, and they have very, very little clothes on. And they stand there, and they uh, hoping to, you know, pass a number or take pictures and just be very, you know, very kind of disrespectful and dress in a way where, you know, very, you know, they shouldn't dress like this, you know, everything out. But shorts on and all that. So that's my definition of, of, of a groupie. But, I mean, you have some fans that, that they're, not, they're not groupies. They're out there just because they want to meet or take a picture with the athlete. So I'm not going to classify them as people that wait after the game for, you know, just to get an autograph or a picture or anything. I'm not going to classify them as, as groupies, but groupies are the ones definitely that make it known that they're there to catch or just be, even if it's for one night with an athlete. When you look at that behavior and you 
Because I know that here, here's the thing that I could imagine a lot of our listeners are sitting there just wondering and thinking, what was it about you that I, I know looks would definitely get you there, but let's take your looks out the picture for a second. What is it that about you that put you in a position if you were to take away uh, the exterior that you have been fortunate enough to garner the attention of men that were very gifted, uh, very prominent. What would you say to the woman that's listening to this show made you stand out from everybody else in the crowd? Well, first of all, I never asked, you know, wait for anybody after a game or, or, you know, just like being over the top with it. And I don't really go, I don't go out clubbing. I don't go to the club. So, what happened, I was actually just introduced to actually my uh, the father of my child and my husband, and so we didn't meet out somewhere at a bar or anything like that. And so when we did meet, when I do, did meet these two people, men came in my life, it was very like um, I am the type that I'm from the country. I'm from Alabama, so I haven't changed my ways. You know, I like nice things. Of course, everybody, every woman do, every person do, but I'm so laid back. My, I, I stay at home. I don't go shopping all the time. I don't, I'm, I'm just very different. I'm just like, okay, you, well, I'm more want to teach whoever I'm with, like, what are you doing with your money? Are you investing with your money? Why are you spending this? Well, you know, we can't, you know, don't do that. I'm more of a, a teacher, which could be, you know, a lot of me would be like, oh, my God, she's just like, you know, trying to tell me what to do, but... Um, with my husband, I had, you know, I we worked together as far as like, and I still, and I'm still that this way today. If I think that he's spending too much, I'm definitely gonna say no. We can't afford to do that. You know, basketball is good right now, but still we gotta look back, you know, for you know, save up for our future. Basketball's not gonna last forever. I'm that type. Uh, I don't go out and just buy anything. And so uh, I'm just as real and just very money cautious and just want. I just want to be okay at the end. And a lot of people don't see the end. They just won't live for now. But I live for, you know, just, hey, we need to, I love having money in the bank. And so I'm not the typical person that, that loves to hang out, dinner, just woo me and woo me that. I'm like, no, that's, we can cook here at the house. We can do this. So I'm just, I'm different in that way, I guess. Now, I guess I'm a southern, that southern uh, personality Attractive. Well, I know for a fact being an author and doing some of the things that um, I see taking place in my career, I do not dig groupies. As a matter of fact, if anything, uh, when I've been asked what is it that uh, a man is looking for as it relates to uh, meeting a suitable mate or getting into a relationship that makes sense, what we look for really is a woman that is bringing something to the table and not trying. Exactly. We're not looking for a dependent, and we're not looking for, uh, you know, if I want a dependent, I got kids, and I don't need a tax deduction. If anything, I don't want a write-off. I want to pay more taxes because I made more money. What right. do you think, if you had to say, was your most significant contribution to this marriage and to your husband's career, what did you bring, come to the table with, so, because what I want to dispel is this myth that uh, it's all about the booty and the legs and 
hey, girl, and I got game. What else did you say, would you say that you had working for you that would make any man stop and go, wow? Okay, well, first, my, me and my husband, we actually, this is a great story. Um, I'm going to try to make it short, though. Um, me and my husband dated two and a half months and got married. And we've been married almost uh, nine years now. But when I met him, um, we were actually on different chapters. And I'm going to say this because I stopped going out. And I was never a big, you know, club girl. You know, I, it, I, I didn't go out. But he is actually younger than me. And he was still going out, but he's, he started going out late. So he still he just got into the club thing. And when I met him, this is what I said to him, and this is a, a very true story. I said, you know, I really like you. We can hang out while you're here for the summer because he was here, you know, on his break. He had to go back overseas. I said, but we're on two different pages. You know, I said, my, my boyfriend or guy or anybody like that, I just said, they can't be a regular at this. There's a particular club that he used to go to, Roxy's, back in the day. And I said, he can't be a regular at Roxy's. I said, I'm, I'm past that. I said, but we can, we can be friends. We can talk about it. I don't see this relationship going anywhere. And what my husband did, well, you know what? That's not important to me. I want you. And he stopped. He stopped going out. So that one thing, he said, you know what? You're right. So I said, you know, then we started talking about um, he didn't have much because uh, the typical athlete, they spend you know, they spend their money. And I'm not saying that all athletes do that, but I'm just saying, you know, they spend a lot of money. And so I said, so I asked asking him, so what do you, what have you invested in, and this and that, and he's pretty much it was nothing. And so we just had grown-up talk. And he said no one's ever talked to him the way I talked to him. And so I actually taught my husband about, hey, interest rate, credit, just all the things that, you know, he should know, which he didn't know because he didn't, you know, he thinking, you know, I have my neck to spin. I'm going to make more. And so he wasn't thinking about putting back. So I was different from anybody he's, he's ever dated. And I, I brought, he is a totally different person from the person that I met and that he is today that I'm married. He's all about business. He's all about taking it to the next level. So I brought, I just, you know, I just pushed him to really to grow up basically, to grow up and just, you know, and teach him about a whole different lifestyle that he, he wasn't even thinking about or even accustomed to. Now, uh, with that being said, what a lot of people don't know about you is that you are also the CEO of a global brand. Tell us about the business that you're in and how did that come about? Um, I, I recently, well, three, four years ago, I, re- I launched Mouth Custom Jury. And let me tell you, um, I never planned on making jewelry. This is what I, you know, I saw, you know, the style. I said, okay, I like this, I like this beaded bracelet. So me being creative, I decided to make my own bracelets. And then when my sister saw it, uh, Cynthia, she wanted to say, well, can you make me some? And then the castmates started, you know, saw them, can you make me some? And then, you know, it started off like that in word of mouth. And so I end up, that's how I end up getting started. But, you know, it never was a plan. It just happened. And it's doing extremely well. And it's really a blessing. It's a blessing that was just, just given to me that I never even thought about doing. And, 
it just it grew and grew and it's still growing. So it's, it's just doing extremely well, and I'm just you know taking it to the next level, trying to get into department stores, coming out with a new line, and um, like I said, I'm been I just been extreme just extremely blessed with uh, with Mouse Custom Jewelry. It's doing extremely well. Well, uh, when when you started thinking about okay, now I want to build a brand, I want to start this company. What were the obstacles and the things that I, I guess I want to use the word haters, and then I want to use the word uh, self-defeating thoughts. What did you have to overcome? Because I already know when we set out to do anything, the first thing that happens if, for many of us is we feel that, okay, this is a great idea, but, and we start coming up with all the reasons. I was talking to a dear friend of mine last night, and, you know, this is a, a brilliant woman that had um, – you know, she, you know, like a lot of women, married an idiot. And this guy just was always shooting her down and never encouraging. When, in fact, this is somebody that has an IQ that's off the chart, somebody that has gifts and abilities that are recognized and at the office but weren't recognized by the people that mattered most. What was it uh, that you had to overcome in order to go from a person that had a vision are envisioning something to turning it to a vision to making it come to fruition? Well, my first um, thing I had to overcome was that they already said on the blogs and stuff like that, which, you know, I I heard. I don't read the blogs, but this is what I heard, that um, I'm just trying to um, do something because of Cynthia, because she's, she's, doing, she has an agency, or she's doing this, or she's doing that. So it's like um, they're saying that we're trying to compete, which is not the case at all. And, or either, you know, um, also with people, um, I get more customers, to be honest with you, um, from strangers that, that uh, don't know me than from my closest um, friends and family, because uh, I, I don't know why that is, but, you know, everybody saying, oh, that's good, but as far as supporting and coming to events and purchasing. So um, I don't, I'm hands-on with everything, too. And when somebody emails me, I actually email them directly back. I, I respond to everything. So it's, it's like they can't believe that I actually respond back. It's, it's me. So that's one thing that I, has made the difference in my company because I do, I'm hands-on with everything I do, and I want to speak directly to all my customers. If they have any questions, I answer all my emails. So, um, and, and another thing with, you know, with my husband, he's like, okay, what do you want to do? Okay, I'm, uh, I need my wife here to support me, but I'm like, well, I, we, I'm going to support you, but I need to do this also. So it's just like um, you have to, tell, you know, your husband is like, okay, I'm, I make good money. Why do you want to do this? Because I want to do it for me. So you have to be married, and if your husband makes a lot of money, you still have to be your own person, and, um, and that's what I decided to do. And, of course, like, he's like, he did, like, well, I, why are we doing this? But, you know, but now he's a, one of my biggest supporters. But you have to go have to go through those steps. And, it's, it's, you know, it's natural for them to think that. But other than that, it's really, uh, that's it, really, nothing else. I got a big question that came to mind when you made the comment about people saying that you are competing with Cynthia. First of all, which one of you guys is the big sister? She is. She's actually 11 months older than me. But, okay, um, so uh-huh. she's eleven months older. 
So when people approach you with that nonsense of are you competing with Cynthia, I, I guess the first thing is prior to Housewives of Atlanta, what was, what was your life like in relation to Cynthia's life? Because we, we know uh, about Cynthia because of her print work and her modeling and what have you. What was going on with you prior to all of that? With me, I actually was uh, still a basketball wife before the show. I was I was always had really a great life. Nobody, a lot of people didn't even know I was married or I have a daughter. So um, it was I have I've had a really good life. I have no complaints. I'm very blessed to you know live the life that I, you know, I'm living. So it uh, before the show, I, I was a basketball wife, and I'm actually uh, right. I write. So the, the reason why I decided to come on the show from the beginning, is to support Cynthia, but also I wrote three reality shows that I'm trying to pitch. So um, I, that was my main goal to get on, you know, the, the reason why I came on the reality show to pitch my shows. So my life, I've been doing things way before Atlanta Housewife, way before. And, you know, as far as managing all the, the jobs that my husband, has, you know, have gotten overseas, it's because of me. The, you know, I do all this contract. So I've been busy. I stay busy. You know, when, when people hear this, uh, there's a saying that behind every successful man, there's always a woman and a very strong and dynamic woman. And I want to use my term. I don't say that woman is behind him. She's by his side. And I think that um, being equally yoked is not about having a matching balance sheet or having an equated net worth, I think a great deal of it is if you have bacon and I have eggs, let's combine what we've got and have one hell of a breakfast. Now, with that being said, as you are going around uh, the world, I won't even say the country, what are the things that you are seeing women do wrong? Or not? Or, or if I don't even use the word wrong, what are you seeing that women could do better as it relates to being a single parent or a woman out there trying to make it? Because you just said earlier, you know what, I've pitched reality shows. I've been basically doing brand management before I even put my own jewelry company together. Where are women making the mistakes? Are they making the mistakes because they're not trying to use their gifts? Are they making the mistakes because they're talking too damn much and not doing enough or they're letting people discourage them? What would you say to the women that are listening to this show? Uh, Girlfriend, stop doing blank and start doing blank. Fill in those blanks for me. Okay. You have to stop not believing in yourself because it's very, very easy to come up with an idea. The hardest part is executing it and doing it. And it's very, you can talk to yourself out of it all day long. I have a, you know, you just have to do it and stop telling people your ideas before it becomes reality. You can't just tell everybody what you're trying to do because you're going to have those haters and you're going to have those people actually going to take that idea. So you, 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 you have to watch what you say, and it's not just, you know, um, being mean, but you just cannot tell anybody, you know, the things that you're trying to do. I think that you should go ahead and execute it and then, you know, go ahead and do it and then let people know this is what I'm doing now. Support me, you know, and, and like that. But, uh, but you definitely don't want to tell anybody. Definitely do not want to tell anybody. But the, the hardest thing for me, too, is actually I've come up with several ideas, and it's just, Okay, how, what's the next step? 
how do I do this? Oh, this is never going to happen. I'm never going to do this. And you just give up. Dreams come true. I never thought I would be on Atlanta Housewife. I never thought I would be doing a lot of the things I'm doing. But I'm doing them, so don't give up. Just keep, you know, moving forward. If, if I can do it, Mimi Leakes can do it. Cynthia, my sister, can do it. And all these other women, you can too. You, you, you definitely can do it. When you had to, when, when you had those starts, um, as we all know, there are things that pop up and happen in life that make you want to throw in the towel. Tell me one of your days when you saw something happening and figured, oh, blank, this is not going to work, and then lo and behold, the very thing that you thought was going to be a hindrance or a pit to fall in ended up catalyzing you to move into a blessing. Give me a description of how what you thought was going to be the biggest boo-boo in your life ended up being the biggest blessing. My company, my jewelry company, I never thought it would be what it is today. When I, when I first started doing it, you know, making braces, and, be, and I got, because of the people, you know, the celebrities that wanted it, I still was very unsure of myself that if this is something that I can do or, or am I going to fail at it or is it people going to buy it or are they going to like my style? But, you know, it's, it's, you never know. The thing, I mean, your business, you don't know if it's going to be successful or not. And you always second guess, always second guess if, if it's going to be successful. You know, you just have to keep doing it. And there's a lot of times, uh, like I said, okay, um, well, why should I even do this event? It's probably, they probably a lot of people not going to come or whatever. And then I go anyway. I said, let me stop being negative and just go. And then it ended up being like tons of people and, and people buying stuff and just loving me and loving my jewelry. And so it's, it's a lot of times that I have that second doubt, and then I just push through it and say, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going. And you have to – I constantly talk to myself all the time. And I, when I do, I end up making the right decision and say, okay, I'm going to go. Just when you think that you don't want to go, you better get up and go. Go, because something good is always going to turn out. Because even with the show, when I, when I saw you at the uh, DeMars event, I was actually thinking, like, well, should I come back? Uh, oh, that's a long flight. And then since when I came, you know, I did come back, and I was so thankful that I did. And I met several people. I have networked that whole night, and other doors have opened up just from coming to that event. So it was, you know, it, it, things that you think that might not um, happen, it, you know, it's good, a good turnout ended up being many, many blessings more than what I imagined. That, you know, that is so true. What we're going to do is take about a 50-second break, and we're going to be right back. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we will be right back with Real Housewives of Atlanta, Mallory Bailey Massey, in about 60 seconds.
listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we have a very, very good show for you. There's a lot that um, I think many women miss in life, and my guest today from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, Mallory Bailey Massey, is uh, what I would definitely call a woman's woman. There's so much that uh, I'm, I'm getting a lot of little instant messages and from people. So one thing I, I just got to ask is someone, you mentioned uh, a reality show. Are you looking at doing some projects uh, on television and, and, or in film coming up in the near future? Uh, TV. Um, mm-hmm. I pitch, I'm trying to pitch three reality shows on TV right now. One MTV like so, but we're gonna pray and we're gonna uh, keep thinking positive. So hopefully they'll get picked up and you'll see, you know, get to see them. Um, but my reality shows actually are gonna be different from anything that's actually shown on TV right now. It's about uh, education transformation. Is is the shows that I'm trying to uh, pitch right now. I don't know if I should say them before they come out. I wonder if I'm picking my ideas, but. Uh, but just know that it's three and it's, it's it's three shows that is nothing like this what's on right. You know, it's really funny. I have a mentor as well as a good friend, and because I don't want to create any legal problems for her, I can't say her name. But she actually created the concept for the show, the talk. You know, and all of a sudden. You know, she went and developed it, went out, did her thing. Next thing you know, these people stole her idea. And mm-hmm. she is on, she, she has millions of people that watch her, and these people did exactly what you're talking about. They went and stole this woman's show, and they did it with a smile and kept on going. So I know that happened. Yep. When you look at uh, the Housewives of Atlanta experience, there have been, and this is another question, I'm, I'm getting like a bunch of uh, instant message questions from people. Uh, out of all of the characters, one person wants to know, what did you think about the situation between Kim and Nene? What did I think about the situation with Kim and Nene? Yeah. Well, it, was a, it was a real situation. A lot of people think that reality is not real, but it's, the storylines are very, very true. Now, they do a lot of editing, but, you know, it's, it's things that definitely for sure was said or, um, you know, took place. Uh, with him, I, I honestly think that Nene um, cares a lot about Kim. And I think that one day they will actually end up being probably friends again, you know, close friends. But she she genuinely does care about Kim. And uh, it's just unfortunate that, you know, when other new castmates come in or, you know, amongst women talking and stuff and things said and you go too far, it's a limit, you know, you can't overstep your boundaries and it's, it's a limit that you, you can't do because it will ruin a friendship. And, and that's what happened there. You know, and I would—I I just want to say this. I know when I was looking, and, and I'm, don't y'all start tripping, I am a very heterosexual man, but I love this program, right? I was looking at Nene's wedding, and I think that was uh, one of the most beautiful weddings I've ever seen in my life. And I think it's so cool that she stayed with Greg. You know, I mean, it's father, mm-hmm. her kids, they've been through a lot and what have you. 
But when I looked at that, what it showed me about NeNe and and something that I think is so cool, I have watched NeNe really blossom, not only as a businesswoman, but as a human being from the inception of that show when uh, when Crazy Sheree was on there and she was having to, uh, you know, Bravo was really feeling itself out and how do we produce these Real Housewives uh, franchises and how do we uh, deploy characters and when do we bring one in and when do we let one go, what is too much drama and what, what have you. Have you seen an episode of that program uh, when you looked at uh, the characters where you say, you know what, my girl has really developed, and, and I like where I see this person going. If you have, who would you attribute that growth to other than uh, NeNe, because she's so obvious? But anyone else, have you watched them really blossom and come into their own as a result of being on Real Housewives? Um. Other than Nene, because she really has, um, I would have to next say Candy. Candy, she's already she already was successful with her music, you know, and it's but she has taken her business uh, to a whole different level. That she's become a you know a great great businesswoman. Candy's doing really really great. She has took this reality show and just Nene also and turned it into something just like a so big that it's, it's unbelievable. Those two have really, did, really done their thing. And I, that's what I, and I say this to everybody that even think about doing a reality show or done a reality show, you have to take the reality show and make it work for you and, and, do, and get something. You can't just you – know, and, and make it work for you. Like, get something out of it. If you're going to do it, just don't, don't worry about the fame and all this other stuff. Make a business, make a, a successful business out of it. You know, it's it's kind of funny. I have to even attribute reality television to uh, my rocket being launched. I got a phone call from Derek Lang at the Associated Press one day. I was uh, going and signing autographs in Austin, Texas, and on the way back from uh, doing those interviews and that promotion, Derek calls me and he asked me, he said, well, Dr. Young, we need to, we understand you're a leading relationship expert, and we want to ask you about Jake and Vienna. And I'm like, who in the hell is Jake and who is Vienna? And they said, well, have you heard of the show The Bachelor? And I lied and said yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, now, let me tell the truth. I actually did lie and say yes. But being honest, I had watched this show, but I had not been keeping up with it. And just from me making a commentary about the characters and their, their quote-unquote potential motivations, the next day, 14,400 papers around the world had my name in it, and then they labeled my book, Break Up, Don't Break Down, The Relationship Manual, and it jump-started my career. So I agree with that. Now, here's my question, though, the next question. Have you, who have you seen that has had this opportunity, what I'm going to call a God-given national platform, to really make it based on reality television, uh, and they screwed up and crashed and burned. Now, I'm going to put myself out there, and I'm going to use Sheree. I think that girl, she, she just blew it 
uh, and is one person, and I think uh, probably saw, I think it was Jersey Shore, because I kept going, who in the hell is Snooky? Snooky, who I thought was an idiot, actually ended up being one short businesswoman, and she took uh, being a drunk, staggering uh, party animal and actually reinvented herself into somebody that took lemons and made lemonade. When you look at Real Housewives of Atlanta, who have you seen where you go, girlfriend, come on, and they just took it and the show ended up consuming them? Well, you know what? Funny you say, I'm not trying to bash Sheree. I like Sheree, but she was the first person before you even said that came to my mind. Um, I think that she could have did so much more. Being all those years she she taped, uh, she should have came out in a better situation. Um, and if she, number one, and there's a couple of other people too, especially that's done reality shows, um, uh, the Real World, and just all these other reality shows that has been on a reality show, and you don't hear anything else about them, any, you know, once they're off. And you know, those those people actually, if you're going to be on a show, you definitely need to make something out of it. I wouldn't just, just be on there just to be on it. Now, the one thing I do want to ask about it, and this is, um, this is really of concern to me, the damage from mismanaging your ego and the effects that it has um, in terms of collateral damage to friends, family members, and what have you, do, in your opinion, do you think reality television helps or hurts most relationships? Oh, my God. Uh, it definitely um, will, I will, let me say this, it will hurt the relationship if you're not on the same page. And when, when anybody sign up to do a reality show, reality show, if they're not, if they're married, then you need to sit down with your husband and discuss everything about this show. Like, okay, this might happen. There are going to be rumors. They're going to be this. It's going to be that. You know, we're going to have to spend money because when you're on reality shows, you have to spend a lot of money to portray that image that you're trying to portray, even if you don't have it, but you got to look because people, they will uh, eat you alive if you don't look the part. Um, you have to be able to know, and if you do everything grow, you have to stay stay true to yourself. You can't make, make money and let this money, the money make you. You just have to be real and stay real and stay stay grounded and focused. Stay grounded and focused and don't lose sight of what you're really doing. And you have to really communicate with your husband 24-7 about everything about that show. And a lot of people, you know, some of the women, they grow bigger and make more money than their husband, and it's a problem. But if you're on the same page and say we're working as a team, then, you know, you can overcome that. But then you have a, a, a wife that wasn't, was in the, wasn't in the uh, you know, the, she wasn't used to the fame. She's just been a basketball wife. You have one that's he's, he's used to fame. You have a wife that's not used to fame. Then she's going to get, uh, she's going to change. So you have to be able to say, okay, look, this is the fame part of it. So don't let that change you because I've seen that happen as well, where they, you know, they they change into a whole different person just from because of the fame of it. So you, with reality, just you have to stay very, very, very focused um, and not let it overtake you and just, you know, and become a whole different person that, you, that you're that you not because it, it, it can't do that to you. 
You know, one thing that someone just sent me another uh, instant message on was they were talking about Porsche, and I'm going to uh, ask their question, but I'm going to make my comment. I was looking at that show, and I think in a lot of ways what I – and this is why I really wanted to spend the initial part of this program talking about you being a self-made woman who did not marry – someone for money, but you actually came to the table taking people that were at the birthing stool of being successful, and you made them more successful, and you made them more money, and not only that, you created your own wealth. I remember, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago, they had Portia on, and, and again, this girl, i got to give it to the casting people at Bravo, they they put together a group of very sexy, beautiful black women, especially for this season of this program. But the problem I had with Portia is she was saying, well, I needed to ask my mama for $500. And what clicked right then with me was, first of all, Boo, you're on national TV every week. Why in the hell do you need to ask mama for $500. I mean, that's number one. Number one. Number two, what, why did you go and sell yourself out? You're basically like a Nicole Simpson where you just wanted to be a trophy wife or a Barbie doll where you married a man, because I don't know Cordell, so I don't want to say anything about this dude, uh, whether he's narcissistic or whether they are questioning his sexuality. All of this mess is being said about this brother. But the um, the thing that I that really hit me is this girl, and this is for me watching an episode last week. So again, I'm like you, America. I'm just looking at what I see on TV. This girl wants to stay with her mom. She was letting a man basically tell her when to pee and when to go outside and come back in, and then she doesn't have five hundred dollars, and she's on national TV every week. Uh, Mallory, what the hell is going on with her, and what's your opinion about that? Well, I, well, I'm just really shocked that they don't have a joint account. I mean, I don't have to ask my husband for nothing. It's like, why do? That's the first thought. Like, why? Why do you have to ask? Um, don't you have the same account or whatever? And then if y'all not together, um, you still shouldn't have to ask your mother for five hundred dollars. Um, I think that a lot of things that's going on with them right now that is being taped, I think that she's not really bashing her again because I do like Portia, so people think that I don't like Portia. Um, she needs to be very careful not to overstep those boundaries in some of the things she's saying or, or putting out there that making people think uh, negative about his sexuality because it's just – those things that you, you can't, once it's done and it's on TV, you can't take those things back. And I, I just don't think that, um, I think, I know she wants to be on the show, but it, it's, you don't sell your soul for the show. And so, I, you know, I, I just, I hope everything works out. And I'm going to say a prayer for them and maybe hopefully they'll get back together. But she really have to be, um, need to be very cautious of the things that she's doing and saying right now. Yeah, because I, I I agree with that, especially when we get angry, we say things that we know damn well we shouldn't say, but, you know, hindsight is always easy to go and say, well, I should have, could have, if. And, again, I don't know this girl either, 
And I am not trying to criticize anyone because, if anything, what I'm trying to point out and illustrate by even the comment that I made is that, ladies, and I'm t- we have women listening to this program right now. So, uh, some of that question and comment came from the Virgin Islands. Uh, another one is come from, came from the Caribbean. We have people in Australia and Canada uh, listening to this program. And what I want to say to all of our, to you women especially, and some of you men out there that want to be an Al Reynolds and marry a power woman, is have your stuff together. Quit counting on other people to make you and stop making plans off other folks' money. And then beyond that, what I think, well, what Mallory said, it really hit home for me is that, you know what, why don't you have a talk about what you're doing, why and how you're doing it, because whether there's a TV camera or a microphone in front of you or not, you cannot unstrike a match. And the things that you say and do will come back to haunt you. Now, I've gotten about 15 people that have, in the last 10 minutes, asked about you and Peter. So I'm going to say this. How are you and Peter doing? Let me, let me go say this, too. Let me go back with the marriage certificate. Let me address the marriage certificate real quick. I never actually hid the marriage certificate. The way the, you know, the show is edited it made it look like I hid the marriage certificate. I knew where the marriage certificate, who had it, where it was, and I chose, which was my mistake, looking back, not to say anything. And then the part where, uh, you know, everybody saw, and I turned around my mom, I said, should we give it to her? But I never had it. I never actually seen it. So, but I, you know, so the world still now thinks that I hid, you know, my sister's marriage certificate, which I didn't. And the whole thing, too, also with the marriage, I never told my sister not to marry Peter. If you go and look at all the episodes, I told her to postpone the wedding because she was so, uh, you know, crying and unhappy. And I'm, I'm not my sister's friend. I'm a sister. So naturally, I'm going to be concerned if she's happy or doing the right thing. I said, you know, just get yourself together financially first and then do it. And it wasn't like a hating thing or, or a jealous thing. It was just a, a sister thing. And this is how I talk to my sister on or off off TV. Um, me and Peter, we're, we're fine. You know, we're, we're family now. That's, he is my brother-in-law. We still have to, we're learning to, you know, respect each other. And But the thing is, I'm the type of sister also. If I, if I see something that's, you know, that's wrong, my sister upset, you know, of course, I'm going to be concerned. And I'm not the type of sister that's going to ever look the other way. I can't do that. And that's not how we were raised. We... We look at, you know, we have, I have a brother also, so we, we kind of, we, we're into each other's lives like that constantly, we're very close family. So, you know, he knows that about us now that we're, you know, we're very close. And this is my husband knows that as well. So you pretty much you marry the family. And it's not being that we're overstepping. It's just if she tells me things, I don't go asking what's going on in your marriage or what's going on with this. She actually tells me that she's unhappy and she's crying to me. So, you know, I'm not overprotective. I don't think I am. I'm just being a sister. So I just want everybody to, you know, understand it from a sister's view, not from, you know, watching the show and then coming up with, um, you know, this or that, because it's not. And I've read all the things I want Peter myself, which I don't, and I should get married. I'm already married. And then they <laughs> Uh, I read somebody said, well, you should have kids and you won't be overprotected. I have a daughter. 
So a lot of things people don't know. Just from just that little glimpse, they come up with their own ideas or, or you know, how I am or what I need to do. So, but it's, you know, it's, I've never hit marriage too. You know, the thing that I love about you and I love about what you just said was all of that makes sense because at, at the first thing that I want America and the rest of the world to hear that you said, and I'm going to stand by you, so if anyone wants to throw a rock, throw one at both of us because I'm totally in Mal's corner on this thing. You know, she didn't go dipping in her sister's business. Her sister came to her being a human being, talking to her sister not some stranger, her sister. The second thing, and I'm going to use this for a lesson, America, if you don't want your family in your business, don't go tell them your business. And if you tell them your business, don't be surprised when they get concerned. And uh, and the other thing I want to say about this is this is television, and they edit. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I get interviewed by the media frequently, and they will ask me stuff for 15 or 20 minutes, and when they get through editing it, they take a 30 to 45-second sound bite out of what I said. Wouldn't that be true, Mal? It's exactly true. You know, the thing is, they'll take something I said pertain it to something else and put it with another, you know, something else. It's something that I said, but it wasn't to that what we were talking about. So editing is very good at what they do. And so it's not, you know, it's things I have said, but I probably didn't say it to what we were talking about, you know, and they, they, they piece it together. So it's not, and then they only will take the, now we can have a taping for two hours and it's all positive, and that one negative thing I might say, that's the thing that they're going to use. And they got to put it together with other negative things, so it's going to make it appear that I'm being negative. And, you know, when people meet me, they're like, oh, my God, you're so nice. Well, that you only see that glimpse of, of TV, you know, edited TV, and, you 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 know, a lot of people think I'm mean. I'm like, are you, you know, that's the part of the reality TV I really don't like. You got the good, you got the bad, and you got the ugly. And that, that's the part I, I wish people really knew who Mallory Bailey Massey is. And they don't from watching, you know, the shows, and they don't watching a lot of the other reality shows. You don't really know uh, who re- who these people really are. You know, something that that uh, makes me think about, Mal, and, and I hope maybe you and uh, a, a couple of other people that I know can get together. I'm doing this year a uh, some tour dates where I'm going to be teaching women about emotional intelligence and how to position yourself where you are understood and how you won't misunderstand other people while being authentically you. And I think that if there's anything that I will commend you for is the fact that you are so transparent, uh, you are so humble, and you are so real that anyone that would even come in contact with you just for a brief moment would not be able to help but see that. Now, with that said, what things do you have happening in the next few weeks or months, like any appearances, uh, some in-store stuff, or some promotional events? What's going on with you where the public can come out and meet Miss Bailey? I am getting ready to do a jury event December 14th. It's going to be very rushed. I don't have a location yet um, where I'm going to do it. Because like I said, I just got home last night and decided that I'm actually going to do one. Um, 
I actually, it's a, a very busy month for me. My daughter's actually graduated from college December 20th, so she's taken up a lot of, of December, and she, which I'm very proud of because she, I'm going to have to go and put it, that out there that she did finish college in three years. So um, we're doing oh. that. And the, the family's coming in, uh, so I have a lot of company coming in from the 13th all the way up until the 27th. I'm, uh, the whole, everybody will be here. For Christmas, so you know, send to everybody. So it's just going to be a really, really busy time. So no appearances, just that one thing that I'm going to try my best to, to get together and, and, and to do. Other than that, um, I'm, it probably won't be until January that I do something. Okay, second so thing. The jewelry you have is nothing short of just really, really wonderful and beautiful stuff. Can you give people places or the website where they can take a look at some of uh, some of the offerings that you have, and uh, you know they can learn a little bit more about that jewelry line? Absolutely. Um, visit me at malscustomjewelry.com, and right now also, if you use promotion code Mal in capital letters M A L, you get you will receive ten dollars off on all adult jewelry. So please use that code, but you can just see my site. Um, it's up running. Uh, the orders go out very quickly. I'm actually going to add about 20 styles in the next uh, three days. So if you want to wait uh, three days, well, look at it now. But it's, it's new styles being added daily. So keep just keep looking, and, and you know, and, and I hope you enjoy. Okay. Is any of this uh, product um, going to hit the retail uh, store market, or are you keeping it exclusive to your website for distribution at this point? Well, in January, I'm actually going to start putting it in boutiques, small boutiques, uh, local boutiques in Houston also. I'm trying to do a lot of work with Houston because a lot of people didn't even know I actually live in Houston. They already think I live in Atlanta. So I'm trying to network with, with a lot of boutiques here. And I'm um, trying to definitely get it in stores. Hopefully, it will be in stores uh, this coming up, you know, 2014. Man, that sounds great. Well, I just want to say thank you, Mallory Bailey Massey, for being on our program today. And we will definitely be uh, keeping an eye on Real Housewives of Atlanta. But moreover, and I'm going to just stress this, keeping an eye on you and on your jewelry because there is so much more to you as well as some of your co-stars in Meets the Eye. And I just want to say this real quick before I let you go. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that all of these women that own Housewives of Atlanta at present minus Portia all happen to be millionaires, and most of which are self-made millionaires. And these women are not arm pieces. They may be eye candy, but don't let the sweet taste fool you. There's a lot more substance there than just the confectionery presentation that, uh, and I'm Andy, don't get mad at me. I love Bravo, dude. You're my dude. But, you know, let's just keep it real. Sometimes we are so often to the sensation sensationalism that we miss the sensation of the person that they've cast. And today that sensation on conversation with D, Dr. D. Yvonne Young has been Mallory Bailey Massey. Mallory, our door is always open for you. We love you, and please come back and join us again. I will. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. 
All right, thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mallory Bailey Massey from the Real Housewives of Atlanta, and I hope we satisfied all of your little urges. I know some of you guys wanted to go there and talk about questions, so you know now that she and Peter are not going to kill each other. You know she did not hide the marriage license. You know that she just loved her sister like any good sister would, and you know that she's all about her husband and family. The sister has her own money, so now... Ladies and gentlemen, and especially you ladies, the question is, what are you taking away from what you just heard today? Are you going to be the next Mallory? And I'm not saying be like Mal, which would not be a bad thing to do, but what are you doing to make your dreams a reality? What are you coming to the table with? You know, uh, I was doing an interview in Ohio a few years ago, and this woman was, I need a man that's got a Benz, and I need a man. Well, boo, what do you have? What are you coming to the table with? And for some of you groupies, while you're running around with your boobs and butt out, maybe you ought to have your brain and some, uh, you know, maybe some content that's substantive out, and the man of your dreams won't end up being the man of your nightmares, you know? This sister said a lot of good stuff today, and if you just tuned into the program, I can assure you that uh, you can listen to it in its entirety on the archive. Now, coming up, I just want to share a couple of things. We have some shows for you, thanks to my producer, uh, who is also a beautiful, dynamic woman. Julia came up with some stuff. Uh, one, we have, uh, there's a sister that has Lumi Cosmetics named Kim Roxy. This woman is phenomenal, and she is one of the first African Americans to have a cosmetic line hit major top-tier retail chains like Macy's and Nordstrom's and what have you. She's going to be our guest coming up soon, and, man, you, you're talking about a trip I've got a black polygamist that's going to be on the show. Yes, I said it. And the brother is not a Mormon. This dude is just, I, I well, you know, I don't know how you do it. Having one woman, whew, that's a job. This dude, man, we're going, to, we're going to talk about that. And as a matter of fact, uh, if I'm not mistaken, well, I'm not going to even say his name. We're not going to go there yet. And then the other thing, we're going to be talking about African-American men in politics and the price tag. You know, like if we look at Obama right now, do you think he really signed up for all the BS that he's getting? I'll give an example, and before we get out of here, I asked a person the other day, uh, what do you think of about the Affordable Health Care Act? And what do you think about Obamacare? And they said, quote, unquote, Obamacare is a bunch of bullshit, but the Affordable Health Care Act is, makes a lot of sense. And I looked at this African-American who I asked this question of, this conservative Republican. Yeah, that's right. Pray for him, please. Uh, what did they think? And that's what that idiot said. And I was like, did you know, dummy, that they are the same thing? Anyway, with that said, again, uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the program today, um, and I don't want to lose sight of my dear, dear friend who uh, passed away this morning. Uh, she was just a sweet girl. Chelsea, uh, all I can say is you're missed, loved. Uh, Chelsea Norman was a very young, vibrant woman who uh, just left us really, really, really way too soon. 
and um, it just it breaks my heart that um, she's gone. I mean, it's, it just makes no sense. So please, whatever you do, don't text and drive. Don't put on your damn makeup while you're driving. Don't be riding this ground drinking and smoking weed, man. It's just not the place to do that because it took one of my dear friends away from me, and I miss her and lost her today. All right, and last but not least, if you are looking for someone to love, Julia, you can get the music ready. We're going out in 30 seconds. But if you are looking for someone to love, the love of your life, the perfect soulmate, why don't you start by looking in the mirror because nobody can love you like you. But I do. I love you. Talk to you guys on Sunday night at 730. This has been Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Have an awesome weekend.